podcast brought to you in part by audible.com get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash wds to choose from over eighty-five thousand titles for your ipod or mp3 player Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hugh. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Zandy Aris from The Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason DePlissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who's so tired he's cursing Sir Walter Raleigh, your host. <laughs> this is Robert Bob Duvet podcasting to you from the podcastle of podcasting, if that even makes sense, in Northern California, that's San Francisco, and I am so happy to be with you today, Jason. This may or may not be a dream. Uh, it may be a dream. Let's just let people know what's going on here. We, we are recording this show, oh, I'm going to say four, five hours later than we normally do. Is that right? My bad. Yep. Yeah, well, because you're having troubles. You're, I've actually, I, I was talking to a, a friend of mine today about uh, your, your sleeping troubles, and she was, she was instantly um, empathetic towards what's going on. She's like, "Oh my God, I know that insomnia. I know what you're talking about. I feel so bad for Rob. I wish I could just drive over all these pills I have to let him sleep." You, you've mentioned it before on the show, but I believe your text from six thirty this morning said you're losing your mind. <laughs> yeah, it might have been dramatic, but the text was sent at 6.30 in the morning, and I had not at that point received any sleep. And this the, has been whoever, several days in a row. Is, is, yeah, this has been, uh, I think we're on day three right now. I feel like a lab experiment at this point. Yeah, you're like that Christian Bale movie. <laughs> I'm a lot like Christian Bale. You are. You're a, little, you're a little bit American Psycho. You're a little bit Empire of the Sun. <laughs> no, but you know what the funny thing is, is what I'm learning from my ex experiment, and I appreciate uh, your friend being empathetic because uh, I'm not getting as much empathy as I would hope from my wife who sleeps blissfully every night and just doesn't <laughs> understand why I don't just go to sleep. You know, I took a, a, a class with a meditation master because for uh, about – I used to meditate regularly. I was a pretty good meditator mm -hmm. in the morning. I did not uh, know that about you, Jason. No, well, there's lots you don't know about me. Ooh. But perhaps as these shows go on, we can share a little bit more about each other and open up, you know. I smell a new segment. <laughs> Not hide our feelings from each other. <laughs> really yes. lay it on out. <laughs> I love it. I am willing and able, sir. Well, I, I meditate in around 2004, 2005. I was a regular meditator every morning, and then I fell out of practice. And recently, I tried to bring it back into the fold, the meditating. Um, and the meditation master told me that uh, part of the 
the the way to calm yourself and 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 calm your mind is to stay perfectly still uh, because the moment you move, you send nerve impulses to your spinal cord, which then sends impulses up to your brain, which then gets your mind going. So the hmm. the trick is to not move. And people say, this is uh, uh, paraphrasing what he said, but people say they toss and turn all night and they can't get to sleep. Uh, it's the act of actually tossing and turning which keeps you up because every time you move, you you send an impulse into your spinal cord, which then gets your brain going a little bit more. So if you if you try to remain perfectly still and just not move, uh, eventually your mind will shut down because there's no nerve impulses being sent to your brain. This is being greeted with dead silence. Did I hang up on you? No, it seems to have worked. I was being perfectly still. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I see. Well, great. I, I tell you what. Try that in bed at night tonight. Not right now in the I middle will. of the show. I will. Not in the middle of the show. Okay, we'll do. Because right now I've trumped the drugs. I am a feat of science. I, I nothing the doctor has prescribed to me to stop my mind from racing and relax me has worked. I've been able to beat it. I've been able to beat the system. I'm like a card sharp. Well, I was, uh, I, I used to be uh, pretty, um, pretty heavily involved with recreational drugs. Let's say that. Ooh. And I Salacious. discovered that whenever I was prescribed medication or given over-the-counter medication, uh, I would need to take quite a bit more than the recommended dose. I would believe because I had built up a tolerance just having mm. so many toxins running around my system that I needed to to trump that. Although one, the, the, I was having a conversation not too long ago about how the difference between uh, using a, a prescription medication for its intended purpose and using prescription medication for its intended purpose and then get a high in addition to its intended purpose might be more. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the intended purpose. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 you, you had Valium, right? You were telling me that you have actually been ingesting Valium to help yourself fall asleep, yeah. right? Well, that's the latest of the uh, prescriptions, and I'm day two of that, and it's, uh, it's, it's Valium Zero. My fevered brain, too. Well, I'm, I'm, I'd say lie on your back. Just lie, lie on your back, uh, hands, hands on your chest, like like Bella Lugosi or the Dead, and uh, ah. just try to try that with the Valium. And uh, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna give that because I do toss and turn and get frustrated and work myself up. So, uh, yeah, because I'm tired, but not too tired to do a show, Jace. Well, I imagine that we don't have any guests still staying around. They probably showed up bright and early this morning against the green wall, but had to go. We do have one guest that is lingering. Who's that? Um, we have, well, you know, obviously the goal is to get the world's most interesting man. Oh, and is, is, that, is that our goal? We did, yeah, exactly. We did at one point, I don't know if you remember, it was probably like episode three of this podcast. We actually had him by the green wall and unfortunately we were so busy that day we didn't get a chance to get to him well he's holding a grudge but we do have by the green wall the 56,973rd most interesting man in the world oh 56,973 is a pretty good number how did we land yeah. this get uh reba just you know just sent out a blanket email to all the most interesting persons in the in the world and he was the only one that got back to us that's a pretty high number considering there's a, a several billion people on earth to get in the 56,000 range he must have something yeah i 
I'm impressed, but then I also realize that there probably there aren't that many interesting people in the world. Oh yeah, good point. I'm 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 I was about to ask how he knew his ranking, but I was afraid I would show that I didn't know that, and therefore I'm probably not on the ranking of the most interesting people in the world. <laughs> no, you're you're actually ranked higher, Jason. But it, we, we couldn't have you as a guest on the show because apparently your agent requires quite a hefty uh, appearance fee. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. All so right. We are not going to book you on our show. <laughs> Thank goodness, because I, I, I don't know how I would interview myself. <laughs> uh, so what's new, Jace? How you been, buddy? I've been pretty well. Um, the show, the, the car plays, closed last week. We had a resounding uh, final night, which was very exciting. It's good stuff. Nice. Uh, very nice. Yes, thank you. And I've been rehearsing with the rock and roll band Clockpaw with whom I have a concert on uh, Sunday night. We're doing a whole evening with Clock Pop. Very, and that is a whole lot of songs, too. I know that you guys have songs that are uh, they're maybe, maybe diminutive in the, uh, the time of the song, but they are packed with uh, a lot, a whole chock full of of wisdom and uh, music. Yeah. Well, the the hook of the band is that each of our songs is about fifteen to forty seconds long. I think our longest song might be fifty seconds, and that's with like a a three second kind of fade, like a, a note hold at the end. So even that's kind of wow. Fortunate. That's epic though for you guys. It it's is like your uh, stairway to heaven. Yeah, exactly. So we have two 15-song sets, and uh, each of them, the first one came in at eight and a half minutes, and the second one came in at <laughs> nine minutes and 15 seconds. God, I love that. I wish more bands would follow that formula. Well, you know, it, it actually feels like a whole show. You know, like, we, you, you look at it, we play a song, we stop, we do a little patter, we, we play again, and it, it really is, it, it, it feels like a whole concert, and it feels like enough. And we've discovered, actually, our drummer, John, uh, was saying that other band songs now feel too long. Uh huh. <laughs> Listen to and go, wow. I was gonna. They really could have really could have trimmed that up there. Really getting it to the to the to the core. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Most, my opinion, most four minute songs could easily be perfect two minute songs. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised sometimes I'll be listening to a song on my MP3 player. Usually they're Beach Boys songs. Um, and I'll be listening uh -huh. to him and I'll be like, wow, that was the perfect little song. And I'll check at the time and it's fading out at like a minute and 50 seconds. Yeah, that's glorious. Let, let that be a lesson to your bands out there. Go see Clockpaw and, and get, the, get the skinny on how to really do it. An eight and a half minute set is a perfect set for you people. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Although we were, ta we were in talks with uh, the, the boys from Slouching Stars about coming up to your fair city, the, the, the city of St. Francis. And playing uh -huh. a show there, which uh, got Doug, the mastermind behind Clockpaw, a little concerned. He said, it's not really fair for us to go up there and invite people and only play for eight minutes. So he was considering that we would play our 15 or 30 song set in about 20 minutes. And then for the encore, play a 20 minute song. <laughs> <laughs> I think either way, it'll be great. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to that. Hopefully, we will be up there uh, pretty soon. In fact, I'm going to be up there sooner than you think, Rob. 
I know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to organize a street parade in your honor. All right. We'll tease that out to our listeners of uh, What Duvet Said. There's a little surprise in the, in the pike coming for devoted What Duvet Said listeners. So keep an eye out for that or an ear out for it or something. Speaking of devoted What Duvet Said listeners. Yes. This is as good a time as any to tell people how to get a hold of us. Is it ever? And that way to get a hold of us is by sending us an email at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Find us on Facebook by doing a little search for the Facebook um, thing. Or yeah. follow us on Twitter at Bob Duvay. We're, we're losing people. We need, we need to build back the numbers. I know. We're starting to lose people. We, we, we're like the stock market, our Facebook page. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's very, very tentative. Um, or you can uh, give us a phone call. We love the phone calls. That number is? That number is 415-937-0445. I've ditched the sexy voice, but the number is still as sexy. 415-937-0445. Operators are standing by. Uh, other than your sleeplessness, Rob, what else is going on with you? I'm pretty excited, Jace. Getting a brand new TV. coming Should be arriving literally any minute now. Oh, wow. Uh, are you getting – describe. Flat screen? High def? What's the story? It's, I think it's a little bit of both. I think uh, – well, it's a birthday present for my wife who's having a big birthday and I will not call her out on what that birthday is. But uh, So she, she really wanted a new TV because you know, you, the real housewives are going to look so much better in high definition. You well, can you... really see all the work that they've had done much clearer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have so many questions about this. The first is, yeah. do you already get, are you already subscribing to high definition through your local cable provider? Because you know that's a necessity. We have a box that is rigged for that. So I think once we get the TV, we can switch over. It's just a simple, you know, doohickey. We got to just get a cable and yada, yada. Well, you need to get an HDMI cable, yes. But you actually have to subscribe to the high def channels unless they're already included in your package, right? They're included in the package, as I understand it. Okay. I know this is going to be fascinating podcasting for people out there. <laughs> I think it is interesting. I'm interested, and whatever's interesting to me is interesting to at least 56,934 other people. Um, <laughs> That's a true story. Yeah. Uh, but how big is it? How big is the flat screen? It's always about size with you, Jace. That's what I like about you. You cut yeah. to the chase. That's right. I want to know the size. It's 42 inches. 42 inches is a good size. 43 inches on a good day. So you're, uh, if you rub it underneath, where are you putting it? <laughs> because your, your current television, I know, is kind of nestled in the corner there, and it takes up an awful lot of space. Yeah, it's huge. It's one of those old flat screens. You know, we've had it now for, I don't know, about close to 10 years. And it's a Sony Trinitron 36-inch. And the thing, honestly, uh, this is not an exaggeration. It weighs about 250, 300 pounds. It's huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we're going to put that we're, – we're getting – somebody's going to take that. We found somebody that's interested in having that television. So I said, hey, if you can get a couple guys and lift it down the four flights, you know, it's yeah. all yours. Enjoy. It works fine. Take it. So we found somebody to do that. So we're going to reconfigure the living room, which is nice because it's almost like we're moving into a new apartment. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going we're gonna to put that – uh, if you've been to Duvet North and you have, Jason, it's going to be right on the wall next to our fireplace there. So it's actually going to be able to be seen from a lot more places. Ah, uh, yes. Very good. Yeah. I, that's, that's, well, that's where I thought it would be the only place it was going to be. Are you going to leave up that, uh, huge stick figure painting that's on the wall? 
Um, I believe so. That's going to stay. What I am getting out of the deal personally, aside from the gorgeous new television, but I'm going to get a reading nook because we're going to move the bookshelf around and then insert the chair that we have into the corner where the television was. And then I'll have a little area where I can sit and read and, you know, smile lovingly at my wife as she watches the, 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 the latest uh, Bravo drivel. And uh, yes, it'll be all very, very sophisticated. But what about my corner? The corner, my corner where I hang out. Your, yours is staying exactly the same. Your okay. corner is remaining intact. All right. It better be. Otherwise. You will have a better view of the television from your corner now, Jason. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> that was a concern. Um, I love talking television. Are you, are you getting, what is it, 1080p? 1080i? Yes, yes, that was uh, that was on the list. We had that um, HD, um, and I think ultimately what we're going to do because we're in love with uh, Netflix, not a sponsor, soon to be uh, streaming, um, and we're going to get the little Apple TV box so we can stream our favorite shows. Oh yeah, the Apple TV is really key because you can you can have whatever you're watching on your TV screen, and then turn off your TV screen, pick up your iPhone and continue watching it as you're walking to the bathroom and then sit in the bathroom watching it and then go into the kitchen and then put it on your computer monitor and watch it from there while you're eating dinner. Just like the commercials. Oh, do they do that in commercials? I don't watch commercials. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they do. They they have a guy that goes from room to room. I don't know if he stops off in the toilet, but um, that, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, that's where I do Apple some TV of my best viewing. Well, good. So, uh, is it 1080i or 1080p? Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, Rob. Sorry. It's whatever the good one is. Which one do I want? Well, 1080p is the big is the best. Okay, I, I think it's that. I don't know. I I don't really. I didn't really research it that much. I let my wife handle it. Um, you know, like I said, TV is TV. I wish I watched less of it. You're gonna love the sports. Put on a baseball game in high def because I think those are the only sports happening right now. But when uh -huh. the basketball comes back, or God bless it, football, um, you're gonna. Oh have, yeah, you're gonna be even even the Wimbledon. I think I'll just call every sport with a the from now on. But watch the Wimbledon <laughs> or watch put put on some sports. Sports is what high def was made for. I can't wait. I'm excited. No, I'm I'm very excited and uh, yeah, and I might even watch the Wimbledon because I you know there's this thing I found. Of these two women playing uh, tennis. Oh, yeah. And let me see if I can get a little bit of this up here, Jace, because I want our listeners to hear this. All right. The let's... grunting has reached a whole new um, cadence. It's like, it's weird. It's not like your basic guy. Ah! It's this weird. I, I can only describe it by playing it. So let's see if we can get a little bit here. All right, let's hear it. And she finally breaks. Did you hear that? Yeah, wow. Isn't that crazy? It's like, oh, oh, it's like oh. they're It's like they're video games. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. And they're hot doing it, but the, the ooh isn't as hot as the uh. So, whatever. Hmm, interesting. Well, yeah, well, you get that in high def. Get that in 1080p. There we go, the Wimbledon. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's do a show. Are we, not that we aren't already. Yeah. Let's do, you know, yeah, let's right. do the show. All right. Well, I know what we can do. We can start listening to some news. Uh, uh, la, la, da, da. 
Ba, ba. You know, our show's coming under fire. It is? How? Yeah. We got a lot of uh, right-wing conservative groups that are really starting to uh, come after us. Oh, because we're the liberal media? Yeah, yeah. We get lumped in. We're, we're, uh, our, our, I think we're part of the lamestream media now. <laughs> oh, great. Well, at least we've got some sort of label. I'm so tired of being ignored. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> I totally, I cannot agree more. That statement really is uh, hitting home with me right now. Nice. All right, so here we go. Oh, this is the I got. Let's can we lead off with? Um, I guess this is this is the best story maybe ever. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> you ready for this one? Uh, I don't know if I could ever be ready for it. So just just let me know what it is. Peeping Tom hid inside porta potty. Oh, oh. Uh, now it's I've as bad been, as you think it is. Yeah, I've been inside porta potties, and I've I, I'm I'm trying to mentally picture where the best hiding places are in a porta potty, and I can only come up with one. Let me read it to you, Jace. Police in Boulder are currently on the lookout for a man who was apparently hiding inside a porta potty at last week's yoga festival. Let that sink in for a second. Yes, our suspect was inside, like inside the infernal device. A female yoga enthusiast who will likely need years of therapy entered the portable toilet only to notice something was moving inside the tank when she lifted the lid. Naturally, she found someone else to double check what could have, uh, what could have been some kind of yogic hallucination, but he too saw our peeping Tom inside the tank, covered in a tarp, and after the second witness left the porta potty, it mysteriously locked from the inside. A security guard waited outside until the man emerged shirtless with several cuts on his back and legs. Wearing two leather bracelets, the supervisor, uh, Koble, told the press, tried to detain the suspect, but he ran away covered in feces. Oh, my God. How? Oh. Like, he's got cuts on him, too. You know, oh, everything about that is gnarly, right? Yeah, he's got open wounds with sewage seeping into his bloodstream. Now, don't get me wrong. There is something intrinsically sexy about a woman in a yoga outfit. Uh, OK, yes. <laughs> but from that angle. <laughs> well, the other thing is now I know that there are people that fetish. Um, uh, people, you know, defecating on them. Yeah. But fusing the two and, you know, while maybe this occurred to him as being a brilliant idea, <laughs> I mean, this is just horrifying to, to have that moment when you actually climbed in there and thought that this was going to be a good idea. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I'm thinking that. It must be what you're saying that he was most interested in actually having this the 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 waste fall upon him because <laughs> the the it's not really a peeping tom thing because if you think about it the act of sitting on the bowl creates a seal around the only light source that you have in the bottom of a porta potty so it's just pitch dark once somebody is taking a shit yeah, well, maybe it was. Uh, well, I don't know that people actually sit on porta potties. Oh, I guess there's a there's a seat too, so there might be a little crack of light 
in the front. <laughs> I love how you are trying to dissect the amount of actual light that a person would have. Well, I'm so, this is to fascinating to me. I'm intrigued. How could, what is the, like, what is, what would you, what would you see? Can't you just picture it? What, would, what do you see looking up there? So much easier to go onto the internet and just type in whatever perverted perversion you have and just let, let somebody else do the work. <laughs> All right. Well, give me a minute. I'll do that. No wonder you're not uh, <laughs> sleeping at night. You're tossing and turning trying to figure this out. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, ah, oh, the news is keeping me up at night. All right. Well, I I'm going to straight out say this is a to me. What about you? Yeah, me too. Put me down for that as well. Make mine a double. Okay, there you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, that may be the best story ever. Moving on. Yeah. Something less <laughs> disgusting. Okay, so I just wanted to start off with that one. Boy, we haven't lost more listeners. <laughs> yeah, really. I wonder if there's a channel in 1080p that you can get that on. <laughs> oh, God. So this one here, um, I thought this one was kind of interesting. It's... Um, Greedy Lilo stands up Lar. This is from uh, the last story, by the way. Came uh, the writing was all supplied by the fine people at Gawker, where I get most of my stories. Yeah, we really are sort of the official podcast of the Gawker website, kind of. <laughs> I'm really trying, Jace. I, I I send this podcast out to the Gawker folks every week in the hopes that they are going to link to us. All right. Oh, geez, that reminds me. Speaking of news, I know you just said a headline. Oh, wait. Well, let's cover this news story first, but I, I want to get your take on the newest gossip that's breaking today. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll just, this is a really quick one. Lindsay Lohan uh, agreed to do an interview with Matt Lauer. He flew across the country, had all the cameras set up in her place because she's under house arrest, as we know, and um, she never came out of her room. Wouldn't do the interview. And apparently it was because they had agreed. Now, mind you, uh, the Today Show and NBC do not pay for interviews. Oh, right. They will pay for the rights for photos and video, but they will not pay anybody for an interview to maintain whatever shred of journalistic quality that still exists in the world. Um, but uh, this was agreed at $50,000 for the um, pictures and the video you know, to be licensed. But she wouldn't come out unless it was for $100,000. Good to see Lilo's finding a way to make money while under house arrest. Yeah, you know she And was... I, my job search continues. <laughs> but and not, not only that, but she was just uh, – she failed her drunk test, like her whatever her, her blood thing would to find out yeah. whether she's drinking or not. She just failed that again. So she's got to go to yeah, court. Yeah, the judge, the judge uh, let her slide on that one because the – test wasn't supposed to be looking for alcohol it was only supposed to be looking for drugs and she passed that with flying colors bravo um but yeah so he let her slide he, he didn't throw her back in the the clink and it, it's just ridiculous i mean house arrest i'm under house arrest jason right now <laughs> because i don't have a job and i don't have any money right and my house arrest is still pretty nice, you know. It's like I got a, I got forty two inch TV coming my way. I got you know computers. I got music to listen to. I got you to talk to a podcast to do. Could you imagine how inconsequential a house arrest is for Lindsay Lohan? Uh, no. And she's probably got like a parade of people coming in and out all day long. I mean, and what is yeah. her what is her house? You know, I, I've been to your place. I've been to the Palatial Studios there at Duvet Studios South. North, wherever the fuck you are. Yeah. I've been in my it's corner. It's entirely lovely. Yeah. I know your bookshelf. 
<laughs> you don't have that much space there. You've even got a little, you know, there's like you even got to walk uphill to get to the kitchen. It's it's a Exactly. <laughs> it's true. Thanks for noticing. Yeah, but so her place, I mean, obviously is like, you know, she's got a she's got grounds to walk. Yeah. I know. It's like living in Versailles. It's like telling the the king of France he's under house arrest. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I guess, you know, when the world's your oyster, living in the shell just doesn't seem quite as, uh, you know, enticing. Well, you would think, though, but I guess not. I would think that I would head off uh, the Matt Lauer arriving about and talk about money before people actually arrived in the house, unless she's just batshit crazy. I think she's a little bit of both. I think she's crazy. I think uh, it was maybe some strong arm tactic. You know, he already got all the way out there. So what's another 50,000, right? Has she written a book? You know, that's another thing that's really... Can we go into Rob's uh, insight nook? <laughs> yes, let's. Ah, it's been a while. It has been a while. I, like it's, it. I almost didn't recognize the place. I like, I like the spackling you've done. I've done a little spackling. Thanks for noticing. There's a few holes that I wanted to plug up, and uh, we're getting things. Uh, we're, we're actually in the, the nook is right now is, is going to be redecorated. We have Erwin, my decorator, coming in, and he's going to take a look at the the nook, and uh, we're going to get it all fitted out for a new season of WDS. Oh, good. I, I I've got a line on a good window stylist for you. Somebody who does really good. Oh, with perfect. Working with windows. Yeah, well, have have them have your people talk to my people, and we'll get the nook. Looking nice and fresh. I, I, I can only aspire to get my nook as nice as your inside corner. Well, you know, you've got some time. Uh, one thing that will help is if you get yourself a beanbag chair. Yeah, that's true. Those are hard to find, though, Jace. Yeah, that's all right. Well, I'll just sit in this dinette set and uh, listen to your... <laughs> yeah. I got my parents' old dinette set in the nook. Why don't we just why don't we gather here? Okay, great. All right. Lovely. Um, so, uh, books. We were talking about. Did she write a book yet? Yada. Man, too many people are writing books. Okay. It's it's just it it seems to me that any I'm shocked at how many people are writing. Every time I turn Bristol Bristol Palin's writing a book. Yeah, I can't believe how many books Chelsea Handler has written. Yeah, she's written a few. My wife's read them. She likes them. She likes her books. She thinks they're funny. You know, I'm sure they are. I, I think actually Chelsea Handler actually probably writes the book. I don't feel as if Bristol Palin is writing the book. I don't feel as if some of these other people that have books are writing the books. I just feel like everybody gets a book they like Snooky. Yeah, I don't want to read Snooky's book. You know, it's just, it just seems like, God, everybody gets a book deal now? No wonder publishing is in the shitter. I was just talking to my neighbor who's a writer. She was walking her dog, and I was walking my dog, and she stopped me, and our dogs were sniffing each other. And she said, are you a writer? And I said, yeah, I am a writer. And she said, I thought so. So we were talking about writing. Um, she's got a book deal too, Rob, my neighbor. Well, she's a writer though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you have a book deal. Yeah, I mean, it's just frustrating. I, I, I find it like people that are, first of all, famous for nothing. Like Bristol Palin is famous for nothing, really. She was on Dancing with Stars. Is this gum under your table? Am I feeling gum here? Sorry. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's my parents, you know, they had this table for a long time. Yeah, but time and then we used to play quarters on it. Gum under a dinette table. I don't know. I don't know if this was, this was, what's your insight? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't have. I, I apologize. I am still in this my fog of lack of sleep. So there's probably not going to be much insight for me today. <laughs> I can't believe we walked all the way in here and you just said people. Too many people write books. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> I can't believe you sat me down for this. <laughs> this is what. Ha- Sorry. This is what happens when you don't get enough sleep out there. There in podcast land, you just can't make coherent thoughts well I, I got a coherent thought Here, here's what we can do instead of you having to read books that you don't want to read or get upset about you could listen to books that you do want oh i love that here that's a great one i'm listening to a book right now on audible that i love oh uh tell me about it but first let people know where they can get their own audible.com download by going to www.audibletrial.com wds and signing up for your 14-day free trial. Get yourself a couple of tokens there and look through over there. 14,000 books available for download. And you can uh, grab one and listen to it on your iPod or MP3 player. Or, if you're old school, you can actually burn them to CD. What are you listening to, Rob? I am listening to Red, My Uncensored Life and Rock and Roll by Sammy Hagar. And it is awesome. It's great. I look forward to every chapter that I listen to. You know what I really look forward to? And maybe you can help me out with this, Jace. You know some folks over at Audible. I want to be one of the people that reads the books. Ah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the guy who's reading Sammy's uh, book, I I believe his name is Stan Shepard. He is great. He captures the essence of Sammy when he reads reads these chapters. So I recommend listening to it because it's like Sammy reading to you. That's awesome. I, I, as I told you before, I was listening to Bossy Pants, the Tina Fey book. Yeah, who read the Bossy Pants? Was it Tina Fey? Tina Fey reads the Bossy Pants book. Um, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun to listen to her because she... Like, she's telling anecdotes about her own life, so when she says a little something the way she used to say things, it's funny to hear her in, in her voice saying the funny things and, and saying uh, the funny things she says in the funny stories that she says. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I like that. You'll like it. Uh, go find Red, Sammy Hagar's book, Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants, or any other of the 14,000 titles they have at www audibletrial.com slash WDS. Don't forget the WDS. That means what Duvet said sent you. <laughs> yes, sir. That's right. You remember that? Uh, yeah, audible, audibletrial.com slash WDS. Do you remember the cartoon when uh, we were kids about the shoemaker and the elves? And it like was all about a shoemaker and elves and how... Uh, he took the money that he earned from his shoes and put it back into the company. It was like this whole lesson on on how to run a business as a cartoon. I don't Elmer remember Fudd. that. Yeah. I'm, I'm confusing that with people that make, the elves that make cookies for some reason. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what do they said at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Uh, if you uh, remember this cartoon, <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm useless. Uh no you're 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 somewhat useful. I I touched on for a moment there. Have you heard the gossip about today? I did. You know, you told me this morning and so I went and started searching for it and I came across it, there was you mentioned to me that OJ had confessed. Well, the, yeah, I that's the the rumor that's being spread around in that sh- short of uh, of terms. But uh, what have you discovered? You probably discovered what I've discovered. Yeah, it, it said that it, that was a rumor, and it, Oprah was, I guess she scheduled to interview him, and I guess part of the condition was she she was hoping that that's what he was going to address, 
and it turns out he's not ready to go there yet. So Oprah issued a, that's not true, that's not what's happening, and uh, she said some limpsies. She said, I, just, I don't just want the interview. I want the interview on the condition that you are ready, Mr. Simpson. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, Oprah. Oprah's going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, because this morning when it first was, was stirring around the mill was that uh, they, he, she had sent some producers out who had pre-interviewed him and that he had said in the pre-interview that, yes, he had, con- he, he had done it in self-defense. And that was what he was going to say to Oprah on the TV show. That's what the National Enquirer was supposedly reporting. But this is all, again, here. And they're usually right these days, the National Enquirer. Yeah, they are. Well, they're national. <laughs> and they inquire. Yeah, exactly. But I guess that's uh, that hasn't happened yet. So, oh well. Nah. Well, let's get on to move move on to the, this. The 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 title of this news story is what caught me, and then the story itself isn't that interesting. But it it just cracked me up. It says lonely Octomom star on dating show. There's another Octomom. No, it's the same Octomom, Nadia Suleiman, okay. and uh, she's going to be on the show where basically they guess the the, the ins- inspiration for the show is celebrities, you know, get to go out and date, I guess, regular folk. Oh. Salt of the earth types. And uh, the thing that was funny, though, is how can a woman with whatever, like 25 kids, whatever she has, be lonely? Um, because she doesn't have love, a man to hold and snuggle and to tell her that she looks fine i don't know good luck finding somebody to take on that nightmare oh you know what there are people who are willing to get scraped up crawling into the bottom of a porta potty to look at a woman's <laughs> good point excretions there's <laughs> Touché. somebody is going to be really into this i i bet there's a whole bunch of them Oh, <laughs> uh, you're probably right. I just think that's funny. I mean, she's got what 14 kids, and she's lonely. It's like, well, pay attention to your kids. You insisted on having them. Yeah. So you know, whatever, whatever. I, I'm over Octomom. Yeah, I forgot the Octomom existed. In fact, I was surprised when you said Octomom because uh, I, I I thought for I thought there might be another Octomom because I don't know if you know this, but the new. <laughs> Do you know about the new issue of Playboy, Rob? Ooh, no. You know what? I don't know. I, I don't follow Playboy nearly as um, it, closely as I used to when I was a young man. The new issue of Playboy has a big sticker on it that says "Runaway Bride" inside. And uh-huh. when I saw or heard that that was happening, I went, "Oh my God!" The you remember the Runaway Bride, right? The crazy-eyed woman who was on a billboard yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went, wow, Hef bagged the runaway bride? Interesting. Uh, but it turns out it's not the runaway bride. The woman on the cover of the magazine, this is why it was even in the news, the woman on the cover of the magazine uh, was supposed to marry Hugh Hefner, but she uh, decided to not marry him. And yet, uh, the, the, by the time it went to press, she's still on the cover. So he's trying to publicize it by putting a big sticker on the front that says runaway bride indicating this woman who didn't marry him so the uh, the the moniker runaway bride just isn't doesn't have legs it hasn't stuck long enough to crazy-eyed woman on the billboard i mean if that is yeah yeah i mean if they put a sticker on it that says astronaut with diaper inside wouldn't you expect to see that astronaut who wore the diaper inside playboy 
I guess runaway bride now is just is just a generic term for anybody who ditches somebody at the altar. <laughs> yeah, look what it's come to these days. Nowadays, it just means that. <laughs> Where's the integrity? Oh, I don't know. I think that's all orchestrated to move uh, issues of Playboy. Yeah, because what was <laughs> I heard somebody once saying, "Boy, with all this." Internet and access to pornography. I want so much to look at a 2D still picture of some airbrushed woman. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's just yeah. The, if video killed the radio star, then uh, internet killed the 2D airbrushed uh, naked woman. Okay, so uh, Lindsay Lohan in the Today Show. Shocker or not a shocker? Not a shocker. Okay, fair enough. Uh oh, no, that is not a. No, no. There's something we can talk about, maybe. Oh, can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Women can't keep breast implants for life. FDA. What? She has to return them. Well, I don't know if everybody is aware of this. I'm sure most, you know, our listeners are because they're very intelligent. But you know, when you get a silicone breast implant. It's not like it's one and done. You have to have over the lifetime um, of your lifetime, I suppose, you have to have several different um, breast surgeries to go in there and replace the silicone and make sure, you know, things aren't hardening around that. So it's really not a one and done procedure. It's multiple surgery. You're, you're buying in for multiple surgeries over your lifetime. Is that true of saline implants as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they're referring to, silicone and saline, yeah. Because hmm. I know somebody that has breast implants, and she's already had a couple a couple different uh, surgeries. Hmm, that's interesting. I, yeah. I think I'd known that, but it never really occurred to me that uh, that might be something I would need to have uh, an awareness of. So think long and hard before you get your breast implants, Jason. <laughs> well, okay. I was uh, thinking I needed them, but I guess not. I was thinking they would help my pecs. I I like your pecs just the way they are. (laughs) Thanks. I was hoping to get pec implants. implants. So she she can't keep them for life, and is she fighting to keep them for life, or what's no no? It's just uh, FDA has finally addressed it because I think so many people are getting plastic surgery now, and so many people are getting breast implants, and they want to just get the word out there that. Um, this is not a one-time procedure. You can look forward to, you know, a couple of different ones at, at great expense too. I mean, they're not cheap. I think they're like ten thousand dollars. Mm, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I, I just found that interesting. I, I just think people, it, people live in this kind of world, uh, fantasy world, and they push out reality. And it's nice every now and then to bring people back to the reality that, you know, you don't just get new boobs at 18 and, you know, you're, that's it. You have to get them again at 28 and then you get them again at 38. Well, and, aren't you, know. you told that when you go in to get the surgery? I, I know a couple of people with, with, who have breast augmentation surgery and I, I would have to – they're intelligent people. I would have to believe yeah. that the doctors that they went to told them the – the risks and the the you know what you're buying into basically. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's the case. You know, those people then decided to go ahead with it, and then they're fine with that. I think this is more just a preemptive thing to just let people know, like, look, you know, if you're considering this, 
here, here's something. The FDA just wants you to know. They're, they're concerned about your health. Okay. Well, it's, I think you're being quite helpful in spreading that news, Rob. <laughs> Man, thank you. Finally. <laughs> you're welcome. Can we get out of your nook now? <laughs> yeah, we, we're still in the nook. My bad. It's a little musty in here. Oh, jeez. Oh, so much brighter out here. You really need to talk to the window treatment guy, I know. Well, there's no windows. It's hard to treat a window when there's none. Well, you could just cut one in the in the in the in the wall, you know, do a little spackling. Yeah, good it. point. Yeah, good point. I mean, I'll, we'll talk to listener John, see if he can't maybe construct a window for me in my nook. Yeah, he cut a hole in my wall. <laughs> Is that a code for something? No, I mean he got a wall in my wall, and then he filled it with a with an air conditioner. Oh, very good. He's he's yeah. good like that. Yeah, he's handy. He's handy. He's a handy Joe. Uh, is there anything in other news this week? Okay, let's do one in other news, and uh, let's see here. This one's kind of uh, contemporary. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, All right. Yeah. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Did you hear about the Southwest pilot who accidentally uh, broadcast his? misogynistic homophobic rant <laughs> no i did not but i i want to hear about it it's great uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play a little of of the misogynistic homophobic rant right. yep yep and then we'll comment on it chicago cruise 11 out of 12 there's 12 flight attendants individual never the same flight attendant twice 11 fucking over-the-top fucking ass-fucking homosexuals and a granny. 11. I mean, think of the odds of that. I thought I was in Chicago, which was party land. After that, it was just a continuous stream of gays and grannies and grandes. Oh, I don't give a fuck. I hate, I hate 100% of their asses. I think he makes a good point. <laughs> what is that good point? Well, you know, I've been on a flights lately, and they, quite frankly, the um, the help, the the stewardess and stewards are they're not they're not as hot as they used to be back in the day. <laughs> but okay, what do you think that's a product of? Do you think that that is? Okay, but first of all, is is that his commenting on the state of the business, or is he just talking about you know being hot? I think yeah. Well, he's he's mostly talking about the fact that you know there's there's well it's the the part that's terrible is like there's too many gays and I mean but really come on we're talking about you know flight attendants. Um, right. You know I don't I I'm not shocked when somebody tells me a figure skater might be gay. And right. I'm not shocked when somebody tells me that a flight attendant might be gay. That's a yeah. male. Right. Um, although it's a perfect occupation for you young heterosexual men to get into if you want to be surrounded by, well, as this guy describes them, grannies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, maybe what I think it is, I blame the unions. Uh, well, okay. Because what's probably this is this is probably these women were probably really hot back in the day when they first got into the, the biz and now you know just after you know 20 years being a flight attendant you know you're not quite as uh you know young and sexy maybe you know you're just kind of and you rack up enough miles right <laughs> you're just trying to get on the news you're just trying to uh, piggyback <laughs> this guy's homophobic rant <laughs> uh 
So yeah, the, no, I, I just I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, because he was saying what everybody was thinking. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know what I'm thinking? All I care about is that I get my ginger ale in a timely fashion. I don't care how hot or straight or gay they are. I just want, uh, you know, anything that makes my flying experience just, you know, non-confrontational and, uh, and pleasant. Yeah, ginger ale tastes so much better on an airplane than anything, anywhere else. I don't know why that is. I love is that true? Ginger ale on an airplane. Yeah, me too. That's my, that's my go-to drink, ginger ale. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, that was a, an interesting detour into a, in other news. Um, yeah. What about our new segment? Do you have anything for our phrased out segment? I do. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, love it. Love the new segment. Yeah, I love it. I love it too. Uh, I, 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 I had one. Once again, I had. Oh, come on, Jace. You have to have one. I did, and I don't. I, I don't remember what it is. I'm unprepared this week. I, I, if if we had started this morning, I would have remembered it. Starts to feel like homework, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it doesn't feel like homework. I just I well, maybe when you start talking, I'll just not listen and I'll try to remember what mine was okay. and it'll I'll come up that, with that it. That seems to work for us actually. Yeah, okay. Um mine phrased out phrase, and what I want to see phrased out of the popular vernacular is that's what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I hate that. People always use that when it really has no relation to anything at all that anyone's talking about. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's one that's very similar to that that's that's eluding me um, that I can't think of what it is, which is partially why it's eluding me. Um, I'm going to try and use mine in a in a sentence as I as I hear it and how it annoys me. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, ginger ale. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. Okay. Now, I've, I've got mine. I've got the one that I hate that serves a very similar purpose as that one. You, and, and I will use okay, it in a ahead. sentence. You ready? Yes. If I'm sitting on an airplane and there's a guy coming up towards me who's a gay uh, flight attendant, I'll just ignore him because that's how I roll. <laughs> uh, that's how I roll is the kissing cousin to that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I am sick of that. Both of those can go. <laughs> those can both leave as far as I... Because, you know, it's it's really not how people roll, I don't think. I don't think the p person that utters that, that has to say that, rolls that way. Yeah, I don't believe they roll that way either. I think they're actually being... They're really self-conscious about saying this thing that they're not really confident in what they're doing. So they, they try to make it sound like it's a cool thing that they roll that way. Mm -hmm. Does anybody really roll anymore, too? I mean... I think most people Rolling bounce. seems so 1993. Yeah. 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 The other thing with that's what I'm talking about, it's like... It always pops out when nobody's talking about anything. Yeah, I kind of picture you know, it like as the a... person that says it isn't talking about anything, and then he says, "That's what I'm talking about," and like you know, but you weren't even talking about anything. Yeah, like I just picture some poor sap walking out of a out of a out of a bar and bumping into some dude and him saying, "Hey, you hit my drink," and the guy saying, "Sorry," and he says, "No, you're not," and then starts beating the living hell out of him. And as he's lying on the ground in front of him and he's kicking him, he stops and he goes, "That's what I'm talking about," like that matter. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually make sense, right? <laughs> that's just what I picture. That's what I'm talking about phrase coming from. I would like that to be phrased I, out, I, and that's how I roll. 
I got I got a a, a special listener request okay. phrased out. Okay. Um, and this the listener is Lance from Boulder, Colorado, as fate would have it. And I can only hope that this is not the man who was cut and stuffed in a porta potty waiting a, a dump from a yoga instructor. Okay. But uh, his – he liked the phrase that se- section uh, last week's segment, I should say. And his was Vegas baby. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, Lance, thanks for writing. And people write in to – what do they said at gmail.com with your phrase that you want to see phrased out and we will gladly see to it that it is stricken from the uh the english language nice i'm in we have that kind of pool we have that kind of juice all right well i wish i had more to add to the phrased out segment that that week but i do like getting the emails because your emails mean so much um <laughs> you said so it a little sheepishly <laughs> Send them out to us for for the phrased out segment. We love to hear from you. Uh, call us Facebook, Twitter at Bob Duvet, and um, yeah, let's call it a show, Rob. I'm, I, I I can feel the pressure of time weighing down on me, and my agent has called me twice in the course of this Ooh, conversation. You gotta get so I that. Like... Um, I am going to go and do what I do best, which is lie down on my bed and um, think too much about things and not sleep. Well, well, you should try the not moving around. What's what's going on with you this weekend? Before that, uh, this weekend, oh, just gonna watch TV, man. We got the TV, and we're gonna put it to full use. And hopefully, I will just get caught up on the sleep that I've been missing. And next week, I will be a, 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 a what's a what's a maelstrom of comedic genius. All right, sounds good. Uh, I, I, I look forward to seeing this new television of yours. I want to hear all about it because I've only oh, yeah. heard a little bit of what I want to hear about it. And I've got plenty to share. You want to hear the details. You want the specs. I want the specs, and I am I am a aspect ratio uh, elitist. I'm I'm mm. I am king of the like. If I show up, Rob, and I'm yeah. sitting in your living room, and you say, "Hey, watch this," and you turn on the TV, and like I love Lucy's on, and you have yeah. it stretched out to fill the whole screen. I, I'm yeah, not going to be able be to watch it. I'm not. I'm going to be pissed. No, I'm going to be like, dude, we, no, no, no. I might need your help in adjusting my aspect ratio. Dude, four by three, four by three shows are at four by three. Sixteen by nine are at sixteen by nine, and never the twain shall meet. Don't stretch nice. me out four by three. That, Words that, to that live is, by, folks. If if we were swimming in the snark tank this week, my chum would be people who watch four by three <laughs> aspect ratio at sixteen by nine. Push the little button. There's a little button on your remote control that changes the aspect ratio. Get it right. The little black bars on the side are normal. <laughs> TV segment next week, folks, called Spec You. <laughs> Nice. Well, I've got, of course, the Clockpot show on Sunday, and then we're rehearsing big, for it on man. Saturday. And then, as I say, my agent's been been ringing my phone off the hook, so perhaps there's some exciting thing that's going on for me right now. That Keep I'm your fingers crossed, listeners. Podcast. Yeah, I'm sure it's some uh, some voiceover audition that they're trying to get me in to read before the end of the day. Jason, so. Jason needs a TV show. I do. I need a TV show, and I need... Um, some gingerbread cookies. You, he needs gingerbread cookies with ginger ale. I need about uh, a lump deposit of 48 hours in my, my sleep bank. All right. 
Make it so. Um, Make it great. So. Thanks, listeners. Thanks for continuing to listen. We, we hate to see you go, but sometimes people just don't want to listen anymore, I guess. <laughs> it happens. I will talk to you soon. I will talk to you listeners sooner. Excellent. And I will see you next week. Au revoir. Can you tell me what the bass said? Did you hear? What did they say? Can you hear? What did they say?